Morning. I just remembered to um, turn the microphone off mute just in time there. Seamless as always. So welcome, welcome to the Foundry Community Church and I'm looking forward to sharing with you this morning. Um, but first, and this is crucial, I need to know some pet hates. So has anyone got any pet hates that they're, they're willing to share with us today? Go on, Daniel, what's yours? Fire alarms, okay. That's a different one. I wasn't expecting that. Any others? Go on, Robbie. Not being punctual. Not being punctual. Brilliant. Yeah. Yeah, always on time. Go on, Janet. Yeah. Oh, people who don't keep the door open when you're going in. That's just bad manners. That's shocking. Right, what else have we got? Go on. Lane hoggers. Oh, a bit of a, a drive, so not in the middle lane. Yeah, good one, good one. This section's very quiet over here, so I'm going to look at... What's that, Caroline? Lights on in the house, absolutely. Not looking at anyone here in particular. Okay. Go on, Michael. What? Coffee? Are you just a tea drinker then? <laughs> right, well, this question came about because when we had our staff meal um, for Christmas, we started talking about pet hates and someone said, like, noisy eaters. And everyone was like, noisy eaters, I just really do not like noisy eaters. And I think if, you, if you're having a meal, it shouldn't sound like there's a horse in the room as well, should there? You know, it's just like, shush, it's not right. Um, and then another one that came up was, you know when you get a text message and someone replies to you, but they don't write any words, they just give you like a thumbs up. <laughs> Pet hates, nobody liked it. But the best one, and I absolutely love this one, I'd never heard it. And um, I'm just like, I'm, I want to use this phrase now. But it's when someone says, you know, if you're going on your holidays and someone goes, oh, I'm going on my hollybobs. Hollybobs. I'd never heard of that before. And I always want to say now, going on my hollybobs. But I can't because it's a pet hate of one of our staff team. And I won't tell you who. Now, pet hates, they are exactly that, aren't they? They're quite petty. Um, and I wanted to share today, I found that as I get older, I get more pet hates and my pet hates are getting pettier by the minute. So I want to, I want to reveal my pet hate, my current pet hate, and something has gone missing from our home today that I'm thinking Paul might have noticed. So this has got to be, and I'm really proud of it, this has got to be the best preaching prop that has ever been seen at Foundry Community Church. I don't want to give it like too big a build up, but this is good. And it talks about like what my pet hate is. So are you ready for this? I mean, like, I'm not being funny, but there's been, there's been people who have preached through from boats. We've had mountains on stage. We have had all sorts. This is just nailing it. This light is better than anything. So you're ready. But first, I've got to say, when you see this, there's a big chasm between what I want to be in my life and how Jesus is. Because that's, that's massive, isn't it? I want to be like Jesus and actually I'm here. 
So I'm going to reveal my pet hate now. Are you ready? Okay. This is the toilet roll holder from our bathroom. Oh, it's on a spinny table. Look at that. Now, I'm absolutely fine when the top toilet roll is loose, as it should be, so that people take the top piece of paper from it. But what is really getting to me at the minute is when roll number two is also loose. Oh, roll number two is also loose. And so then we've got roll number two unraveling and top roll unraveling. Now, we've never got to the stage, I have to say, and this isn't just down to Paul, because obviously we have like friends and family come around. But I don't know what I'd do if roll number three was then unraveling and they'd all be at it. Do you see what I mean? It's just, it's so untidy. It's just a pet hate. But I've got something to show you. Did someone say get a life then? Who was that? John. <laughs> it's so, it's so, I'll move this out of the way for now because I've got this to show you. I don't know whether you can see it, but this is a Foundry Community Church toilet roll. And Angie, who is our amazing cleaner here, she obviously restocks the toilet rolls. But if you're the first lady, I don't know about the gents, and you go in, you see this toilet roll and it's been folded like that to form a little V, like in a, maybe a smart hotel. But she goes the extra mile because on it, there's like a little water. I'm going to leave it here so you can come and examine it later. And it's like a little seal that makes this very special. So that is just, that just like makes my heart sing. That is good toilet rolling, isn't it, that? So really, the thing is, pet hates are petty. And really, we need to be bothered and concerned about the stuff that God is bothered about. That's what really should be on our hearts and really concerning us. So we're just going to look at this verse today, which is from Proverbs 31.8. And it asks us to speak up on behalf of the voiceless and for the rights of all who are vulnerable. That's something on God's heart and he wants it to be on our hearts as well. So I've looked at just a couple of instances of things, people who are important to God. And the first lot of people who are important to God are children. So we're going to read together Mark 10 and it's verses uh, 13 to 16. And it's just this little incident in the life of Jesus. Um, and he says that people were bringing little children to Jesus for him to place his hands on them. But the disciples, the disciples, those people who are the closest group to Jesus, rebuked them. And when Jesus saw this, he was indignant. He said to them, let the little children come to me and do not hinder them, for the kingdom of God belongs to such as these. And he took the children in his arms and he placed his hands on them and he blessed them. I just love that picture of the warmth that Jesus has for children. We were at Manchester Airport last night and we watched a family arrive and it was uh, kind of like mum and dad with a little one, uh, this little toddler walking off. And grandma was in the crowd waiting, waiting for the, them to come through arrivals. And she just like scooped up this child and they were just delighted to see each other. And they just 
you know, thought about these verses and how people were trying to bring their little ones. Maybe it was parents, maybe it was aunties and uncles, maybe it's older, you know, siblings, but they recognise that Jesus has a warmth and a love and an affection for these children. And they're trying to bring, they're trying to bring the child to them. And yet the disciples, they go, no, no, it's like, this isn't important. This is just so important to Jesus. And he, he is indignant. And that, I looked up the word indignant and it just says, it's about being angry about a situation that's unjust or unfair. And Jesus had an anger about him that day because he didn't want the children to be stopped. He wanted them to be brought to him. And I feel that as a church community for our children, that we need to be showing the same interest and warmth and love and care and appropriate affection to our children. That's quite a challenge. We want to do our utmost as a church to make sure that the children and young people that we've got in our care um, are looked after as much as possible. So in order to do that for our teams, for our workers, we ask them to have DBS checks done. We ask for references, or it might be that we've known the person for a while. There's regular safeguarding training there are safeguarding policies in place and it's things like the correct staff and child ratio so we're doing our best to look after children that are in our care that are in maybe in fdk now or come to fdy on a friday night because it's important because it's something that's at the heart of god it's something that concerns god and therefore it should be on our hearts as well so the second group that I wanted to look at, um, and this is, this is the adult now. So again, it's in Mark chapter 10, and the verses are from 46 to 52. And there's a bit more rebuking going on in this lot as well. There's a lot of telling off going on today, isn't there? But it's Jesus who's doing the telling off, so that's okay. So as Jesus and his disciples, together with a large crowd, were leaving the city, a blind man was sitting by the roadside begging and he heard that Jesus of Nazareth was going by and he began to shout. He shouted, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Many rebuked him and told him to be quiet. But he shouted all the more, son of David, have mercy on me. Jesus stopped and said, call him. So they called to the blind man, cheer up on your feet, he's calling you. And throwing his cloak aside, he jumped up and came to Jesus. What do you want me to do for you? Jesus asked him. And the blind man said, Rabbi, I want to see. Go, said Jesus, your faith has healed you. Immediately he received his sight and followed Jesus along the road. In a way, this is slightly unusual in the scenario that we're looking at today, because in safeguarding, we're looking at being a voice for people who can't speak up for themselves, whether that's a child or a vulnerable adult or an adult who's not vulnerable, who just needs a voice. 
In this story, you'll see that Bartimaeus, as he sat on the roadside begging, he was told, shush, be quiet, don't shout out. It's like you're not important to Jesus, but actually he was so important to Jesus. And I feel like in his vulnerability, he couldn't see. He sat there, he had to resort to begging. And how precarious was his situation? People could have come up and took the money that others had given him. They could have just like pushed him. They could have hurt him, but they didn't. Um, and he, he went, was able, when he knew that Jesus was there, to speak up. And even when others told him, shut up, he didn't. He just spoke up even louder. He shouted all the more. And I just think, that's good on you, that Bartimaeus. Well done you for being able to do that. Well done you when the crowd tell you one thing, but you go and do something different. And that brought him face to face with Jesus. That saw his sight restored. And it says, doesn't it, that he followed Jesus along the road. But we have got this challenge. Um, we've got this challenge to speak up for those who aren't able to speak up for themselves. And I say we because, it, because we're here as a church community. It's not someone else's responsibility. The responsibility is ours because we choose to be part of this. So I'm just wondering, like there are people who just cannot fight their own corner and people who need others to be aware and to somehow pick up on what is happening to them. And that's why where our responsibility kicks in, doesn't it? There it says in Proverbs 31.8, speak up on behalf of the voiceless and for the rights of all who are vulnerable. Speak up for those who can't speak up for themselves. As a church, we are committed to everybody's safety, but we're only going to be able to um, roll that out if all of us are aware, if all of us are, are just kind of not looking out, but if something, if we notice something and it just doesn't sit with us, it doesn't feel right, then we need to speak up about it. And we've got appropriate people to go to. Um, and like Lois has mentioned, uh, we're going to be chatting with Catherine and with Mandy later, and they're just going to share a little bit about, about that. I think when I was preparing this, um, sometimes you just don't quite settle on something. And I, I had this verse that was going around my head, and I did feel that I wanted to kind of share it this morning. But just prior to that, I feel like we've, we've sung today, haven't we? I'm no longer a child of fear. Uh, I'm no longer a slave to fear. I am a child of God. But sometimes that's not the case. Sometimes we are a child of God, but we are still slaves to fear. And you know what? That's okay. That is okay. Because to not be a slave to fear and to be a child of God that's the ideal, that is the possible, that can be done. But some of us, we know we are a child of God, but fear is looming large. And there are ways that we can move from that place of fear into that place of peace and safety. 
that might involve um, counselling. It might involve some help that is bigger than this church can offer because professional help is just what's needed. But it takes us from that place of fear into that place of safety. Um, I think when we talk about things like this, it can be really difficult because in a group this size of us, it's probable that many have experienced something of what it's like to not feel safe or not feel like you have a voice. And it might even be that today you still feel that and no one knows this thing from your past that is really concerning you. But today we're hoping that this, by highlighting safeguarding, that you will be able to have that outlet, to have that place where you can say, I need help, help me. And those two words might be all that you can, you can utter, but it will be the, perhaps the start of your journey that takes you to a place of freedom where you are a child of God. You are a child of God and you are no longer a slave of fear. Particularly if that's you today, I just wanted to, to read this verse over you that I mentioned before that I felt that God had highlighted. Because if that's you and that's the position you're in, you'll feel that you have years of your life that are empty and that have been robbed from you. But this is what God says. It's, it's poetic and it's prophetic uh, from the book of Joel. And it just says, be glad, O people of Zion, rejoice in the Lord your God, for he has given you both abundant autumn and spring rains. The threshing floors will be filled with grain. The vats will overflow with new wine and oil. And I will repay you for the years the locusts have eaten. That's the promise of God. God is promising abundance. He's promising showers of blessing. He's promising grain, floors that are full of grain, vats that are overflowing with new wine and oil. And he is promising to repay for those years that the locusts have eaten. So I want you to really hold on to that today, if that's the word for you, because God knows, God sees, and God's ideal is that you live an abundant and plentiful life. But there's gonna be some steps to get you from point A to point B, but he can do it. He is able, he is our God. He is the one who moves on lives. He is the one who repays for those broken years. And we're just praying now that the verse to finish with today is a just such a wonderful verse from Isaiah, oh no, it's not, Jeremiah 29 and 11. It's that famous, I can't even quote it right. So it's, this is God speaking. He's saying, I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you hope and a future. That is what God is speaking over your life, hope and a future. And who knows in the future where this journey will take you? Who knows the voice you'll have for those who are currently voiceless because of what you've experienced, are experiencing or going through. But we know that God's got it and that he is able to bring you through. We're just gonna pray, uh, no, play, a short uh, prayer now, which came from the Safeguarding Sunday. And it's all different churches who mark that day. Um, 
we're not, it's not just about us, is it? Across the UK, we're all like saying, this Sunday is significant and important. And here's the prayer for it now. Thanks. Church should be a place where we can worship, learn and live together free from the fear of harm. Sadly, this hasn't always been the case. Thanks to the hard work and courage of many people, things are changing for the better. On Safeguarding Sunday, churches across the country will be sharing what they are doing to make their community safer places where everyone can thrive. But there is still a way to go and more for us to learn. As church, God calls us to protect the weak, speak up for those whose voices are not heard, follow Jesus' example of servant leadership, and pursue his heart for justice. Today, with one voice, let's pray that God would help us be a church that loves, welcomes, protects, listens, learns, serves, values, cares, believes, God of justice and compassion. Hear yeah. our prayer. Help us. Heal us. Guide us. We pray. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.